Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, Paralympic champion in the S11 400 meter freestyle, Paralympic medalist, S11 200 individual medley from the Tokyo 2020 Paralympics. Today, we are sitting down with Anastasia Pagonis. How's it going, Anastasia? Hi, it's going good. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> to catch up because the 2022 world para swimming championships are coming up soon. They start on June 12th in Madeira, Portugal, uh, which seems like a pretty cool location to go. When are you heading out for those world championships? Yeah. So I head out on Tuesday, the seventh. I'm very excited. It's nice to finally be in like a nice tropical area. Cause I feel like we don't get that very often. So I'm really excited. <laughs> and, and for our listeners and viewers who don't know, you're based in long Island, New York. Yes. <laughs> so not the most <laughs> tropical lo- of locations. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you head out the seventh and what does the agenda look like, uh, for those, you know, four ish days when you get to Portugal before the meet actually starts? Yeah. Um, so we get there, I think I leave Tuesday, but we end up getting there like Wednesday afternoon because of all the travel and the time difference. Um, so just plan on practicing and training. And a big thing for me is getting used to the pool and kind of getting comfortable with everything. Cause everyone usually has a visual of it and I don't really have that. So I like to just get a long warm up in and really get a good feel for the pool. Yeah. Uh, and so then training now, um, how are you, what are you doing to prepare for these championships in Long Island before you head out to Portugal? Yeah. So right now I'm starting to taper down, which is always so exciting. That's like the swimmer's favorite thing is starting to taper down. Um, I'm used to lots and lots of yardage because I'm a mid distance swimmer. So it's nice just cutting down and starting to do less and less. It's getting pretty exciting and it's just exciting being able to swim again and compete because last big competition I had was Tokyo. Yeah. And so what events are you, will you be swimming, uh, at, at these world championships? Yeah. So I'll be swimming the 400 free, the 200 I am and the hundred free. Exciting. Do you have a favorite or one you're most excited about? Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm super excited for the 400. I mean, I love that race. I, I don't know. It's what I train for. It's kind of what I do. So I'm really excited for that, but I also love the 200 I am. So we'll see how they go. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. How do you balance training for, I mean, to me, those seem like two pretty different events, right? I mean, the, I am you're you've got all four strokes. The 400 free is much more middle distance. Um, how do you balance training for both of them? Yeah. Um, I just do heavy, heavy amounts of yardage, which really sucks. But at the same time, I see the progress that I'm making, which makes me want to keep doing it. And my coach is amazing and he makes sure that he really incorporates everything. So I get a little bit of everything. Sometimes I'll even get a little bit of sprint days, even though I'm not a sprinter, but just mixing it up and changing things around. Yeah. Do you train alone or do you have training partners to swim with? 
Yeah. So I trained for a college. So half the season I train with my team, but obviously my season is off right now. So I just train privately with my coach right now. Okay. Do you enjoy the, or how do you manage swimming just with you and your coach? Uh, I feel like swimming by yourself is so boring. I think that my coach makes it as exciting as it can possibly get, but swimming by yourself is definitely hard. But luckily for me, I feel like I'm always kind of swimming by myself because I never have anyone to quote unquote race because I can't see where they are in the pool anyway. Um, So it's pretty similar for me, but kind of just trying to make things a little exciting and fun. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, so in terms of uh, your presence on social media, you have a really big following. You almost 300,000 followers on Instagram. Um, I'm curious if uh, the, you know, after your Paralympic experience and after your success there, you noticed a significant shift in the amount of attention you were getting on social media? Um, I feel like I kind of built my platform for myself in a way. I feel like it didn't really come from like the Paralympics and that sort of thing. Um, I think that my social media is more of kind of me and um, me showing my personality and kind of breaking down stereotypes. And obviously I do include swimming because that is part of me. Um, But I think the majority of my following don't really follow me because I'm a swimmer, which is kind of weird, but yeah. Um, that's, that's a great point you bring up. I was, I was just about to hit on the fact that you have done a lot of legwork. You post on your social very often, you know, you're, you're a true professional when it comes to that. And when it comes to building your personal and athletic brand, um, have, have you done anything differently in the last year or have you found anything that works, uh, you know, particularly well for you in the last year? Yeah, I've noticed that I kind of, unfortunately, this is horrible to say, but I feel like Paralympians kind of aren't treated the same as Olympians are with sponsorships and things like that. So I had to make myself my own brand instead of being a Paralympian, because I know that unfortunately, I'm not going to get paid the same as a normal athlete would for deals and stuff. So I have to make myself my own brand so I can get my own not swimming related deals and make my money like that. So I think that just posting a lot on social media and finding things that your followers enjoy is the most important thing. And it being like your true authentic self is really important. So what kind of deals have you been able to make? Um, Lots of outside of swimming deals, which is kind of different because Lots of swim deals, just as I said, Olympians and Paralympians are, we're getting there. We definitely are getting there and we're making our way up, but we're not on that equal level yet, especially with sponsorships. So lots of outside of swimming deals, but I'm very thankful for. Yeah, there might might be a swimming related one coming soon, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll hold our breath for that one. Uh, That sounds exciting. have, has, have you had a favorite, um, you know, company or, or deal that you've made or gotten to work with so far? Um, I've worked with a lot of really special companies. Um, my favorite probably is like Victoria's Secret. I thought that that was awesome. And just including, you know, something that's different, not the normal, like that normal look, I feel like, and getting people who have disabilities involved, especially for me being someone who has a disability, but doesn't have like a 
visual disability where you can see that there is a disability. Um, yeah, unless I'm with like my dog or my cane, they can't really tell that there is a disability there. So I think that them including something like that, where it's not where I'm missing a leg or missing an arm or something. I think that's really important too, because not everything you can visually see. Yeah. I mean, and that, that makes total sense. And like you said, that's a really cool opportunity uh, to have as well. Um, I'm, I'm curious about uh, this, the opportunities you do get uh, with your social media and if that impacts your swimming ever, or if it makes you consider, you know, the, the longevity you want in your swimming career or might not want with your swimming. I love swimming. I mean, swimming is my happy place. It's pretty much how I started social media. You know, I kind of started it from being, being a swimmer and showing people how I'm getting back in the pool, even though I really didn't want to. And it was a scary situation for me. Um, I'm definitely going to stay in the sport for as long as I can, because I truly do love it. But sometimes I have to say it gets very overwhelming dealing with both. It's like two full-time jobs and it's definitely very challenging, but I'm trying to put as much of myself into both of them to the point where I'm still mentally okay. Yeah. How, how do you feel like you do manage that or what, um, have, you know, have you picked up strategies of like, okay, this is, this is where I have to stop working for the day, whether that's swimming, whether that's social media, you know, how do you balance the two? Honestly, my mom is like my momager. So she's always very helpful. Um, but honestly, I'm still learning kind of how to handle both of them. Um, I've been doing self-care time. So maybe like taking a bath at night and just kind of letting myself be me for a little and not having to worry about swimming or social media. Yeah. And to give our listeners some context, I, you're 18. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're still pretty young, um, in the, in this, for the swimming world, for the real world. Um, so it's like, you're, you're learning a lot. Are you currently in school? Yes, I currently am in school, which is also a whole nother thing. And I got a lot of loads to carry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so what, what is school like for you right now, especially having to balance, you know, uh, a, a swimming career and a professional slash social media career? Um, It's definitely a lot. My teachers have been very helpful with me, which is great. And the school has been very helpful with like my accessibility and all of that. Since losing my vision a little over four years ago, it's definitely hard because I don't know how to use technology 100% yet. Um, so still learning that and everything, it's definitely been a little bit challenging, but my teachers have been super helpful. And again, my mom has been super helpful with everything. So it's kind of just making sure that I have like a time and place for everything, which I'm still learning. (laughs) You don't want to see me on a daily basis. It's a little, it's a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) A little chaotic. I mean, like, again, you've got a lot going on. It seems like you have a lot to juggle. Um, but it's, it's great to hear that out of that swimming is kind of the happy place. And it's, it's where you get to go to, to relax. And I'm guessing also probably get stressed out and work really hard. Um, yeah, did you take it, a- it definitely can be quite stressful. There's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that go into swimming. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and especially, I feel like it's not talked about enough, but like the post Olympic blues, I feel like not a lot of people really bring that up enough, but getting motivated after 
games is really, really like a crazy depression where I almost didn't go to worlds because of it. And I feel like that's not really talked about enough. So that's also really important. Was just about to bring this up. You read my mind. Um, so you, <laughs> um, so you, can you tell me about the break that you took um, after the Paralympics? Were you planning on taking a break? If so, how long was it planned to be? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of us really rely on that four-year quad and we didn't have that. We only had three years. So that one-year little break we didn't have. Uh, So I took about maybe three weeks off, which was not enough. Now I know that I need to definitely take more time off for myself and kind of regroup and get back into things. Um, But yeah, I learned that I definitely need more time for myself after games. And it's definitely tricky getting right back into it and having to qualify for world trials and then qualify for worlds. It's definitely, definitely a lot more mentally than physically, I feel like. And so uh, you bring up a good point. So you had a few weeks off, you get back in the pool. It wasn't enough time off, but you know, you still hit it. Um, You have to qualify for world champ trials, which there aren't too many opportunities to do so. Is that right? Yeah. So we have one trials and that's pretty much it. So you qualify at trials or you don't qualify at all. Um, So it was definitely a lot of work that went into it. And I feel like I definitely wasn't going the times that I wanted to go. Um, But that was definitely frustrating. And I just felt a lot of burnout. I felt like Usually when I get up and race, like in Tokyo, I felt like obviously my rate, my race hurt and it felt painful, but at the same time, I felt like I was cruising through the pool and I felt like I was fighting the water at trials. And that's definitely not a feeling that you want to feel. Um, so just trying to mentally get myself back and try and get away from that burnout. Yeah. And when were your trials? Uh, trials was in April, like the last week of April. Okay. So pretty, pretty close, um, through that, from the time you got back into the water after the Paralympics, um, through trials, you know, did you have other big meets that you were focusing on or did you have other goals in the water aside from just, you know, focusing on that long-term goal of world championships? Um, I'm, I had a lot of like difficulties with getting into my school and, all that. So that was definitely frustrating with that, but swimming related, I feel like I didn't, I was looking at the long-term goal, which I feel like for me is Paris, not even like world champs, obviously world champs is a huge thing and I'm very excited to be there, but kind of just looking at that, that long-term goal, which is Paris. And I was trying to think what's better for me right now. Like, do I fight these next few weeks and get to world champs and hopefully qualify and compete there? Or do I take a break and just like wait until Paris comes and like then start training after the summer and get myself back into it. But I fought through it and I decided to, you know, go for trials and hopefully thank God I made worlds and hopefully we'll do well there. Yeah. That's, that's, it's an interesting debacle, right? Did, did going to a Paralympic games, um, you know, yours in Tokyo, did that change your outlook on how you approach your swimming or how you view, um, your swimming and and the quads of swimming? Like you said, those four year cycles. Yes, definitely. It changed a lot. I feel like I don't have that crazy, those crazy nerves before all these little races now. Cause now I know like 
that's the big time like that. I did that. Now I'm okay with everything else. But kind of knowing that the long term outcome is games. And that's really the most important thing. And obviously, these meets, I am so thankful to be able to compete at and do but the long term goal really is Paris. Yeah. Um, And so what what does why did you ultimately decide to swim at the world championships instead of just like you said, taking a more extended break, you know, kind of taking it easy this year and then getting back into it with the, with the goal of Paris in mind. Yeah. Um, I knew that deep down I could fight for it and I would be able to do it. And I, I knew I could do it deep down. Obviously it was going to be a struggle and it was going to be hard, but I feel like everything is, and I was going to give it the best shot that I could. And we'll see, we'll see what the outcome is in a few weeks, two weeks. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So, so heading into Portugal, um, what are your goals for the meet? You know, do you have specific goals in mind of things you'd like to accomplish in Madeira? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, my goal is to be world champion in the 400 free and the 200 I am. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and the hundred free, we're just, we're just trying to get through the hundred free. The hundred free will be like a little warm down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever said that about racing a hundred free, uh, but fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I retired from the 50 after Tokyo. So the hundred we're making our way to retirement with that one. Um, but yeah, in the Paralympics, we don't get offered that many uh, events, which is kind of annoying, but yeah. So, so why still do the hundred free, even if, if the, those two, I am for free are your main focus events. Um, because I got out touched by 0.02 in Tokyo, uh, from bronze. So yeah, I'm still going to give them my best <laughs> shot. Gosh, still got that little hundred free chip on your shoulder. Yeah, maybe it's, it's, it's going away, but we'll keep it there as long as we can. <laughs> nice. Um, well, that's great. Uh, so good luck in Portugal. I'm really excited to see how you do there. Um, I do want to finish up our little convo, uh, with some of this or that or either, or, uh, so I'm going to give you two things. You just tell me which one you prefer. Um, right. so first off TikTok or Instagram? TikTok, 100%. I feel like I can be like goofy and sassy and like just just myself on TikTok. On Instagram, it has to be a little more low-key. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, freestyle or medley? Freestyle, definitely. Oh my goodness. If I could pull like a 6,000 yard set and just pull it the whole time, I would have so much fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> that sounds no, awful. That sounds terrible, but I love it. 6,000 pole, eh? Okay. That's yeah. the, do you have a favorite set that you do? Um, yeah, probably one of my favorites is, I don't really know what you would call it, but we do like a 25, a 25, 50, 25, 50, 75, all the way up to a 400. So, yeah. All the way up to a four inch. So every adding a 25, every single swim. Yes. Do you know how long that is in total? I mean, I can do the math, but do you know off the top of your head? I don't know, but I know that I was there for like almost three hours. So <laughs> not, not good. It wasn't good. <laughs> Fair enough. 
All right. Um, individual events or relays? Oh, definitely individual events. Um, relays make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Too much pressure, eh? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's hard. And especially like not being able to see, I rely on someone like tapping my leg for me to dive in. And I'm like, what if I go really late? What if I go early? It, it scares me. <laughs> That's Yeah, that uh, I get it. Um, okay. I think I know the answer to this one, but Tokyo or Madeira. Oh, Tokyo, obviously, because it was games. I mean, it was games. Obviously, it was games and it was an amazing experience, but Madeira is gonna be by the ocean. Like I can tan. <laughs> I was I was gonna say, like, what are you looking forward to most about going to Madeira uh, apart from the swimming? Uh yes, going to the beach and the outdoor pool and hopefully getting tan. <laughs> Ooh, outdoor pool. That's yeah, that sounds choice. Um, yes. <laughs> I, again, I think I know the answer to this one too. Indoor training or outdoor training? Outdoor training. I love outdoor training. I was just training outdoors in Florida for a training camp and I had so much fun. It's just nice being in the outdoor atmosphere and the sun on you. Obviously sometimes it can get a little too hot, but <laughs> hearing the birds chirping and everything, it's just different. I like it. <laughs> Agreed. Outdoor swimming is, is so nice. Uh, where in Florida were you for training camp? Coral Springs. Uh, we trained at this beautiful outdoor pool. It was long course. It was, it was so beautiful. That's it. Was it just you and your coach? Yes. It was just me and my coach and actually, uh, Gia Pergolini, who was also a Paralympic gold medalist was there with me. Nice. Uh, how long was the camp? It was just a week. Yeah. Just a week. Was there a set that stood out to you, uh, during that camp that you did? Um, yeah, I did 16, two hundreds and it was all I am. And I wanted to what? <laughs> 16, 200 IMs. It was so bad. And that was the last day. So like I was tired from everything. It was rough. <laughs> Long course. Yes. Oh my gosh. Were they like, did you descend at all or like, were they just all fast or were they just all swim? What yeah. was there any so sort of, it was, it was descend one to three. And, okay. um, and then the third one was off the block for time. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's intense. Um, yeah, kudos to fun. you for finishing that set. <laughs> Yeah, I did, I definitely did cry. I feel sorry for my coach for having to deal with me for that one, but it's okay. <laughs> nice. If if I if that doesn't prepare you to win a world title, I don't know what does. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, do you have a favorite pool to train in, or that you've just been to? Hmm. I love the Tokyo pool. I thought the Tokyo's pool was awesome. I actually like the training pool better than the competition pool, which is really weird. Um, Why is that? I just, I didn't like the lane lines in the competition pool. I don't know why. Yeah. So like I use the lane lines to keep myself straight, like as my guide. So I hit my hand on it, like every three or four strokes and they were like chopping up my fingers and I just didn't wasn't loving it. Wasn't loving it. I also thought the pool was like yeah. a little hot. The cop pool was a little, little toasty. Going back 
to this or that, uh, winter or summer? Summer. Oh my goodness. Summer all, all the time, always. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a summer person too. I don't, I don't get people who like the cold. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I'd like to be at the beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what beach do you go to in Long Island? Um, it kind of depends. We, we really go, we kind of like scatter around, but like Jones beach, long beach, mm-hmm. those type of beaches. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, another Tokyo question, uh, Japanese cuisine or American cuisine? American cuisine. <laughs> yeah, definitely American cuisine. I'm, I'm quite the picky eater. So, um, yeah, I like to stick to my basics. <laughs> Do you have a favorite post-practice meal? Oh, I have a, I don't have a favorite post-practice meal, but before competition, I always have lucky charms. so I have a big box of lucky charms ready to go in my suitcase for Madeira (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) but I see why they're magically delicious they are magically delicious (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome Uh, (laughs) okay well uh Anastasia it's always great talking with you thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast today any parting thoughts for our audience before we sign off think so um yeah watch the paralympics watch worlds and obviously watch olympic worlds um and yeah (laughs) for our listeners para world swimming championships june 12th to 18th in madeira portugal uh stay tuned on swim swim and on anastasia's uh instagram and tiktok i'm guessing you'll be posting some kind of content uh from portugal maybe it's just beach content but (laughs) Uh, you can follow her at, at Anastasia underscore K underscore P. Anastasia, thanks again for joining us. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.